0: This is the Widerwold Brothers Podcast. You're listening to Franz and Joseph Widerwold. And we want to show you a different angle on a lot of topics. Our goal is to enable you to appreciate your process of growth and to get you where you want to be with your own projects as quickly as possible by inspiring you three times a week. I want to welcome in today's interview Kaya and Friedrich, uh, I'm very happy to, uh, have gotten to know them. We've gotten to know each other through LinkedIn and by actually going to the same university, uh, while we have not met due to COVID, uh, everybody knows weird times, but that's how it works nowadays, I guess. So, um, if you could say a short sentence to yourself, um, who you are, uh, maybe real quick, um, what you're doing and, um, Yeah, what your interests are, maybe real quick. And um, then we can go on to talk about Denglasse, which is a really big part of uh, your guys' work, basically. And um, also, I guess, a lot of experiences came with that. So whoever wants to start, uh, feel free to go. This is the first two-on-one interview, so we'll find a structure for that.
1: First of all, thanks for having us. Um, My name is Kaya. Uh, I'm 25 years old. Yes, studying at the University of Wittenherke. Working for Denkbläster really a very big part of my life. Um, currently working as a consultant, then well as CEO, but like my work is more like the work of consultant. That's what I'm aiming at uh, to do. Um, my after life the university. Um, currently I'm studying psychology um, in the postgraduate. What's the term? Ah, uh, yeah, graduate. Graduate. Yes. And I have. Uh, I'm also studying PPE in undergraduate. Yes, undergraduate. That's post. it. So, yeah, that's it about me and my partner, um, Friedrich, is here today with me. Yes.
2: Um, Hello, everybody. My name is Friedrich. Um, I'm 23 years old, uh, also studying at the University of Uh As Kaya mentioned, uh, I'm our partner, uh, partner in crime. Uh, also at Denkleister, I'm one of three CEOs. Kaya is one of them, and Julian is the third one. Yeah, um, I'm studying. At the moment, uh, in the undergraduate studies of PPE, that's philosophy, politics and economics. Um, I'm in the sixth semester. Uh, I'm currently applying to a lot of graduate, uh, studies and yeah, we will see how, how that uh, will go, will work. I don't know if you have said that okay. nearly finished, finished. So, um, so I have to catch up a little bit and do yeah. my. but ready.
1: since I'm Post. thinking about postgraduate programs as a PhD or something comparable, I might not say goodbye to university that yeah. soon.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, that's uh that's a start. So you're both studying. You're already involved in a startup. Which is basically the the reason why you guys caught my attention. I thought it was uh, quite a funny name, and it's called Denkleister so it's like uh, maybe thinking processor, is something along those lines in English. Just real quick, I haven't gone in depth because that's why you two guys are here. <laughs> and um, basically, what I've understood, you're to break it down very easily. You solve problems, right? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Real.
3: So, you know,
1: yeah. so. <laughs> so we keep lying. Well, I think but one of the most important things is that you can't always solve like the, the thing we're selling is the solving process because during that process, you might find very interesting things and you'll actually change the way you see a problem. So at the end of the day, you might keep your problem, but you change your view.
0: So actually, it goes uh, quite closely along yeah. our lines. Like uh, along perspectives to some degree, like you 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 bring new impulses, new views. I I suppose,
2: right? Um, I would say we are in a very abstract sense of talking about Dengleiser. Uh To keep it short, we like a student consulting firm. Like we we have a, we have only run and uh, and there are also only as employees they out, and uh, they are only uh, students. And uh, in this small corporation, enterprise, whatever you will call it. Um, yeah, we are consulting firms, other enterprises, uh, but also NGOs.
0: Yeah, I, th- this is like um, super interesting and I will um, go on with it. But this is like really what caught my attention. But first of all, I would like to get you a little bit more of a profile of your you as a person like you two. So basically do you already have like an idea? You, you started the startup, you're, uh, in your studies, you're uh, keeping yourself busy with it as you're going for two degrees, for example, Kaya, (laughs) And, um, you're also, um, really involved with it. So do you kind of have an idea where you want to go? Like where, where the, where it's going to take you, um, what's going to be the next step for you maybe?
1: Well, there are two ways of answering this for me there's this personally way um this personal way because on the one hand, doing all these things for me is looking for incentives and for impulses and for ideas that might shape my personality into a certain way that kind of benefits my, se- my myself my lifestyle and kind of pushes me into a direction that I don't influence in the first in the first degree let's say I'm like floating around and that these things influence me. But on the other hand, this is the second way, the second possible approach to what we're doing or what I am doing, is that, well, being the CEO of a consulting firm, for me, and my idea of my career is a very logical step if I want to enter one day the biggest consulting firms with my application. And yeah, exactly, that's like more the external perspective.
0: All right, and um, for you?
2: Yeah, I would like to do a graduate course uh, after yeah. my, my after I finish my undergraduate uh, yeah. studies. I would love to do it uh, outside of Germany because uh, I'm originally born in Bochum, then moved to Witten, <laughs> then I studied here. Uh,
1: Maybe for people who don't know, Witten and Bochum are very close. Yes,
2: right. Like, okay. so, so
0: basically, um, you're career, let's call it so far, uh, has moved within a circle of like 50 kilometers right now. And
2: I was working in Berlin, so I have I a little bit uh, <laughs> more than, than only Bochum and Witten. But yeah, as, as you mentioned, it's, it's my, my circle evolved uh, around Witten and Bochum, and I don't want to keep that doing on and on and on. So uh, I would like to do a master or a graduate. Uh, cause uh, outside of Germany. Yeah, I, I, be? I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can totally understand. I had the very same incentive first when I uh, like finished high school. I was like, I'm definitely going to get out of here again. <laughs> Not that Germany is <laughs> too bad, but I was like, I need something else. I, I was like in the uh, US for 10 months. I know Kaya has done an exchange program as well in Costa Rica, which I'm a little bit jealous of, on the other hand, I'm happy I did the U.S., so I got kind of my English locked up. That was a big one. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was awful before, but I can definitely understand it. And I, I really. Yeah, but love, your
1: English, it's really good.
0: I, I really love your approach, Friedrich, that you said, um, I, I need to basically get this in, the, in my checkbook for myself to actually say, like, all right, this, this is something new. This is where also I can get um, new ideas. Um, so so this is really cool i'm like we're both all about traveling so me and my brother if i'm talking about us this is like i don't know it started with our family always going around uh in europe so we traveled probably 20 places in europe and um then we uh later on went to to asia a little bit and north america and i went to south america so traveling has been a big part and i um, I don't know how, how have, has your relationship been with traveling so far.
1: I, I gotta be honest. Right now, I'm, I'm a little bit caught up in my feelings because we just talked about traveling, and I'm trying to focus on your question, but I can't get around to the fact that I'm just so sad. I haven't been able to travel in such a long time, and it, like hearing you talking about Costa Rica and just getting connected to my feeling that I connect with this experience is really, really hard for me right now. To cope with that because of corona because of all the things we can't do, so that was just something I need to get off my chest right now because it just really troubles to me yeah. but I didn't want to interrupt your question It's just something I can't get around
0: Hey, uh no worries, I can hundred percent feel it, and I was like in this spot like really before uh basically, yeah, basically the December until Christmas around this time, where I was also like Kind of um, well upset that I, I I was all the time like oh I I couldn't do this this year I wanted to go so many places uh, plans have been crossed and it's not like that you can say like oh I'm not even mad at Corona it's just like you know this this unfortunate feeling I I totally get it um, but so so for me it was basically the decision to say like all right um, not to encourage everybody to do it obviously it's it's important to watch your health and everything but for me i was like okay i need to cut it for me to yeah basically to to, to get some energy back i don't know how you uh if, if you can um relate to that because i was like i i need to get back out like it's just i don't know i, I can't be stuck here all the time um,
1: absolutely. absolutely i feel that completely because when i go back to costa rica it's like i'm refilling but not only energy but like this ideal of people the people around there they are like in a different they're different like their mentality is so sh- so differently shaped from the german one it's full yeah. of happiness and full of um, recognition of the little things i know that's just a weird saying and but it implies so much more like their lifestyle is so so how you say that so thankful and sometimes yeah. i feel myself craving for that for these experiences, for these ideals, for these, uh, I don't know, confrontations with this type of lifestyle, because I see myself drifting away from that in Germany. And I know that I need it and I know I need to refill. And because actually we thought about traveling to Costa Rica in February this year. But due to Corona, we can't right now. I'm like, really, I'm, I'm facing a trouble because normally I, I travel there all two or three years. Mm. now it's in three years and I need it like I really need it but I can't so right now I'm trying to find ways to cope with that Germany in Germany located in Germany
0: Yeah.
3: but
1: to be honest it doesn't work out that well
0: yeah uh, I understand I I think it's also a different special connection you have to Costa Rica if you like as you literally went to high school there and you had like how, how long did you stay? um
1: did stay like at all more than a year the first time how seven
0: months the first time yeah i mean it's crazy you you build up a relationship to this place and i don't know if you can correlate but as it was for me when i went to the us um especially in high school it's like it's like you have a different timeline like because like you you leave germany and as i experienced that you come back and everything is almost the same and you have like this little piece of this little bubble that only you have experienced in this time, like, which is like, yeah, it, it's just off the normal timeline because everybody else just goes back and fits back in when you come back. But you have this little piece that kind of yeah. is on your mind, you know, and it's, I don't know, I, I love it. I don't know how you experienced it. Maybe, maybe you can uh, share a little bit about that. And uh, I understand the, the South American way is it's really interesting they've uh much less and i feel like they're sometimes much happier
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well when i came back it kind of caught me off guard because i thought like everything is going to be back to normal but yeah. as i kept trying i kept trying, but it didn't work because at some point i realized i'm not normal like the things around me they have to change but i did and i did in a way that i can't fit into what i've left and so at this point it was like big um, I don't know how you see that, not like a explosion, but like a shock, like everything stopped for a moment and I had this unique opportunity to ask myself, How do I want it? Like right now everything's changed, so how do I want it to continue? And what do I want to continue? And well, what I don't what do I not want to continue? And a lot of things in my life change. Like I did this very famous one eighty. Um and Since this day, I enjoy like a new perspective that I'm really grateful for, especially during my studies right now, because I'm experiencing a lot of pressure, especially in sites of professionality and performance and being able to step out of that to, to have some distance because of this moment I've once had because of this. Possibility because of learning about this possibility, just knowing that there is this possibility makes it easier for me to step away from my ideals and to breathe one second, think about what do I really want right now, what do I, what I'm aiming for, and right now I'm looking at a situation where I'm aiming at a lot of professional aims instead of personal aims and that's again the point where i'm saying i need to go to costa rica because i know that that can change and i know that that change is essential for my psych health but can't
0: no I, i i feel it uh so much it's like um you described it you uh came back you took stock basically of of what's around you because at least as i said how i felt it it's like um you come back, and the environment is pretty much the same. And I I don't know if you change anything socially with your surroundings or, um, way you way you went with that. So, um, for me, I was really fortunate to have um, er, good friends early on that um stuck with me that are really open-minded, really open for development and growth, which is, it can be really hard to find sometimes to to get in a social environment that is actually looking for it um so so i love what you said uh about this like reassessing and, and wanting to go back because i always feel that um if if i go somewhere and i spend some time there and actually like be in the country and like i'm not talking five star hotels or some stuff you know i'm talking experiencing the culture you know <laughs> it's um then then I, this gives me an opportunity to actually have something to measure my life in Germany, because otherwise I, I, I don't have anything to compare it to. So uh, enough about me. <laughs> um, let's get real quick as we're at the topic of traveling. Um, I don't know, if, uh, Friedrich, if, have you uh, had any, well, maybe experiences towards this
2: regard? Um, years going for the same direction. So in Asia, for example, it would be Thailand, or uh, South Africa, um, and there we Done a lot of tourist stuff, but uh, after the years, um, you have this feeling like going home, and you don't want to do the the normal tourist stuff. And then you uh, also get to know in the normal two weeks of a of a tourist, get to know the the yeah the culture maybe uh, that you won't see when you're going once and then only for two weeks. So yeah, it was it was quite unique. It was it was a nice experience, but. I would say it had not like this big impact on me and my personality due to the short period of the, of the stay. It had, of course, uh, an influence. Like, for example, in Thailand, we have these night markets where you eat with the locals. Um, it was beautiful. It was completely uh, a total new experience to me, uh, compared to my, my eating habits in, in Germany, for example. But, uh, I wouldn't say that this big influence on you, like human people.
1: But Well, might I add something at this point? Yeah. Because we've been on a holiday in September, and um, I thought a lot about that one because normally I've had this approach saying that the further I go, or at least five hours flights, the culture is going to change a lot. So the possible change for myself is going to be big as well. That was like kind of my idea of the whole thing. But yeah. we've been the ground. And it's not that far, like maybe two hours flight. We didn't even take the uh, the plane. We went by car. When we stayed there, something really curious happened to me because I've gotten to the state. I normally only um, happen to enter uh, during travel to different countries, to a country a lot further than France. So I thought about that a lot. And I thought about how it's possible to have a similar Um, experience to what I've had traveling through Costa Rica with low budget hotels while staying in a normal hotel and what I what I found out for myself is that the absence abstinence abstinence of expectations is a really big part of what gives me the opportunity to change and to grow because in Costa Rica it's more like the expectations are very different but since they are so different I don't always understand them so that kind of makes the ex the the um well, what did i just say Expectation. no the expectation yeah. now but the absence oh, okay. the abstinence the absence what's yeah. the absence yeah. but in france we were alone we were just two people because of corona there weren't a lot of people we've had this absence of uh, um, expectations right away and that was a very important time for myself and it changed a lot. So that also changed my view on the possibilities and the, let's say the do's and don'ts and the possibilities of traveling.
0: Again, I I really have to agree to what you said as far as my experience goes. It's like, um, I haven't been on this trip, but for example, my brother went to France as well in the beginning of this year and he went with a couple of friends and they also had a great time and i I totally understand it's not necessarily about distance and and I love the point you made because it's like taking yourself out of this normal environment and out of this um uh out of this thinking like of like okay, oh, I have to fulfill this until then i I still uh haven't done this um I want to do this, but i haven't and and all this like you know those thought processes and you're kind of locked up in your routine too much at a point i guess and um then for me, I feel like you happen to oversee opportunities. Like, like for example, I would say um, if somebody came to my place, I'd say, yeah, it's not that special. You know, it's you know, not very interesting. Or I send a couple of pictures to people from South America and I think they'd love it because it's so different for them again. So, so just this change of environment, I feel like it's, it's like uh, opening the windows of your brain, you know, letting some fresh air in. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Although I got to add another point that I just thought about, like when I'm shopping, when I'm leaving my habits, when I'm leaving my expectations, my roles, then I'm um, like, I'm trying to get away from something bigger. I'm trying to get away from my approaches, from the pressure I'm I'm applying to myself. But something I just realized that this pressure, it comes along. And when I'm not cautious, when I'm not looking at it, when I'm not aware of this fact, I'm I'm like manipulating my experience and applying this pressure to my new ideals. As if, for example, when I'm saying I'm trying to be the best in the universal setting, so I'm going away. And this pressure, it comes with me. So the next sentence I'm, I'm telling myself, maybe at night before I'm going to sleep, I'm trying to be the best traveler. So at the end of the day, I can't just leave. I have to reflect what happens and what I am applying to my new environment and what I'm taking with me because these things are so important for my personal growth on the one hand. And on the other hand, trying to accept them and make um, a look at their quality because well, approaches they have a function. They can be very they have a lot of sense and they can be very useful. The ideas for me, for myself, is just to stay flexible within my approaches. So, for example, it could be good for me to try to be a good traveler because that could mean that I'm, like, um, respecting nature, respecting culture, acting in a a way that uh, affects the country and staying at positive. But at the same time, if it gets the overhand, I don't know if that's German saying or English saying, I hope everybody gets me. Like, what I'm trying to say, if the approach of being the best it's too big. If I'm getting rigid with my behavior, then again it's a problem. Then again I can fly, I can fly away all the way I want if it travels with me. It's mm. there.
0: Yeah. I mean and then again it's it's like all about like how, how do you f- uh, define this whole like being the best or or being successful. I mean that's at the very root something that I feel like is a lot of times um evaluated very externally. Like I feel like a lot of people are, um, looking for like external, um, values a lot, like to, to say like, Oh, I'm successful. Like I drive this car or I, uh, I, I don't know, I do this or I have, you know, define themselves about possessions or about, um, specific achievements they can show. And, um, at least, like, I see see it more about, like, uh, for, for me, it really goes a long way to say, like, okay, how, how can I actually be a better self for me, like, to, to assess myself um, a little bit better. And, and it definitely helps to, to go other places. And um, the thing I love most about it is those little conversations with the people you meet. It's, uh, like, it's incredible, like, how you you're able to um, understand them so much better because you never thought about it from their angle. You know, like that you get in a talk and, and, and you're just talking, you're telling your your things and sometimes they're just like, like I had it a couple of times that I was talking to people and they're just like, um, thank you for the conversation. It was really good. and And this made me really happy because I felt the same way because they were showing me maybe they were coming from Asia or something. And they have such a different approach of thinking that I was always like, just like, wow, that's, that's, that's crazy. Like I, I never thought they, they look at it this way. And it has given me me a great opportunity for that to also like look at myself again and to um, also experience different standards of, of evaluation because I feel like in Germany, it's uh, the, the, the culture is really tight, you know, <laughs> wow. it's like,
3: Absolutely
0: it's like everybody is like, "Oh, this needs to be right and this is, and it's always this needs to be exact, this needs to be right and and it it, it can be beautiful on things like I love certain regular things that they're working so well in Germany. I'm super thankful for it so- social systems, everything, but other things, I'm like, ah, man, <laughs> couldn't you just like pull the stick out of your button, you know <laughs> get it a little bit easy." You
1: know? <laughs> Yeah, so, I feel that. I cannot kind of feel that this rigid construct that takes away my space in some points Because, for example, when I came back from Costa Rica, it was very, very normal for me to be late because that's the way you do it there. But in Germany, there's there's no understanding of being late. Being late is rude per se. There ain't really? no possible explanation. But for me, there are a lot. For example, I could feel unwell, so I'm late because I need time for myself, and that's super, super normal for me. And that should be respected but because of this rigid construct we're entering in germany because we could absolutely not that way yeah. um it kind of takes the space sometimes i need for my personal development on the one hand on the other hand i'm absolutely with you with that sometimes it's very very good to have clear well let's say rules that yeah. uh make a lot of these a lot, a lot easier Yeah.
0: It's, uh- <laughs> I just had to think about a little story I had with a, with a guy who was um, from, I think, Peru. And I, I stayed at his hostel and he was like telling about building restrictions. He spent some time in England and he said like, so he experienced all those like restrictions and everything. And then back in South America, he was like, they had like balconies where the railing was like uh, 40 centimeters high or let's say what's that maybe 20 inches high you know so so and that was like 11th floor you know <laughs> like all the way up the building and they have like this this super tiny railing to not fall over and this would be unthinkable in europe you know <laughs> but Absolutely. it's best you know for them it's okay so like
1: <laughs> just so yeah, it's yeah. individual and what you said before, like this multi-perspectivity is so important because if you have like this homogenic idea of everything, it's just so, so small. It's just so, well, there ain't enough space for everybody to identify with it and everybody can't identify with it on the long run is going to identify with something else. And if we are, if we agree upon the aim to like unite people, to unite or maybe a country we have to give them space, and that's not possible if we act like that. But on the other hand, something we might not forget is the fact that rules, they gain our safety, because if we know what to do, we don't have to think about it. We don't have to reflect what's wrong, right? If we live in a very conservative environment, we do not have to think about it a lot, so we feel safer. On the same hand, we lose freedom. So... I think I think most of the time it's just the balance of the two not one thing is better than the other.
0: Uh yeah, certainly uh, it's uh I totally feel you like for example one rule I love in Germany is that you can only overtake on the left side. For example, it's awful in other countries. Like I mean every I feel like uh, most German people can relate but it's, it's totally awful if you go, for example, even the U.S. or like I was in, in, in Bali or in Thailand as well. And like people go everywhere. But also, I have to say it works once you accept this kind of traffic flow. And that, you know, sometimes if you're on a motorcycle, I guess you have to overtake on the on the walkway or something on the sidewalk. Yeah, it's just, um, but it's, it, at first it's like kind of a, whoa. <laughs> this doesn't look like there's any structure in it. And then sometimes you feel like as a German, you start struggling because you know, like we have all those, like you have to behave this way. And so, but again, it, it really opens up for like uh, new ways of thinking and being like, right. I'm, I'm actually grateful for certain like uh, rules of like, especially German traffic. Um, so this is just a quick example, but you said you want to go to Costa Rica. So this would have been your next traveling destination like just checking out for both of you or would you, like, what do you have another place in mind also?
2: Yeah, Kaya mentioned a lot of stuff in uh, Costa Rica. She talks a lot about it. So uh, it's, the whole Costa Rica vibe infected me and uh, I was like, okay, she's so sure about re-entering to Costa Rica, re-going um, and, and she loves the place so much. Uh, I have to see it, like how she she talks about it. So we definitely want to go there. Maybe like we we'll exchange year or something like that. Was was or something we had in mind. Or uh, I I have maybe the possibility to do my also my graduate uh, studies partially there. Um great. So yeah. yeah, one year we we would spend there. And maybe even, we are thinking about uh, when we're working, we want to maybe work internationally, be also one place. Oh. We will see us working in the future. So. Um,
1: and, and I think it's but, like the most common place. There are others, but like nothing compares to Costa Rica. And we, We're going there for sure, it's not even a question. There might be other places, like we thought about the <laughs> world, tra- traveling the world and passing through South America, Middle America, like uh, getting around India, uh, well, the Asian continent a bit, and then ending up maybe in the African continent, uh, depending on our money, <laughs>
3: yeah. before
1: we going back to Germany. But Costa Rica is going to be the the biggest and the longest time.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I can um, I can feel Kaya a little bit. I can also feel you, Friedrich. Uh, once I get going about talking about South America, I'm hard to stop <laughs> because I always get up. <laughs> In this one story and the next story and this one <laughs> so um, I, I definitely can understand both sides uh, especially when I'm uh, around my friends and there's like somebody new and I kind of happen to get in a conversation about it everybody's almost like rolling their eyes like oh here he goes again <laughs> it's the South America <laughs> story <laughs> so, so um, I yeah. I, I, can, I can understand it but it's um, it's also helping I feel like for me if I'm reflecting um those experiences it's more like um I look back at it and I've been there and I've experienced it and I've realized everything but sometimes you look back at it later and you basically realize the change that happened in a situation when you were there like like kind of a change of perspective or mindset or something which at least for me um is is sometimes when I'm like in a conversation I'm like oh, oh yeah, that that, that, that makes sense. And then I kind of like understand myself a little bit more. So, so I happen to get those moments sometimes. And um, yeah, so let's uh, get to the end of the the traveling topic, which, you know, I, I love we could talk on forever, but let's pin it down to the, to the one question. What is, or what are the, the most important points? Like why? You travel to put it together. You already mentioned uh, quite a few, but um, maybe just, uh, yeah, just just a quick why you're so driven as well. Like, I, I don't know if you it's super repetitive or if you have like this, where you say like, yeah, this is like...
1: Yeah, well, for me, the thing is that I've internalized a lot of expectations, leaving my... My normal days, my behavior, my habit, my habits—they give gives me this unique opportunity to strip them off partially. I know that it's not possible completely, but that's the thing. That's why I'm continuing to do it. That's the most important thing for me because these these internalized expectations sometimes they even make me suffer, and I want to spend my life happy, as happy as possible, and that's a very important part of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is a great sentence. Like I I, I love that as kind of a sense, except like Friedrich, maybe you also have like uh, another part to add to it. I don't know.
2: Uh, or yeah, change maybe it correlates a little bit to what you uh said. It's like the change of perspective, um, to gain new insights. Um what you mentioned before, uh Hans was like new insights about the culture, about the way people think. Um, It's also a topic a professor once told us to cite different perspectives, different people, like different ethnics, um, and and so on. So we have all their their perspectives included in our our professional work at university. So yeah, change of perspective would be the, the most relevant topic or the most speculative topic. Yeah, that,
0: that's, that's a good professor. I like it. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I like that approach um, because I, I know sometimes professors or teachers can be a little bit um, stuck also in their uh, methods, especially if they're um, working in a field for a long time. And a lot of your life, uh, but like besides um, traveling, has been correlated with your work and school um, development, basically. So um, how did you get into this startup? Um, think less or maybe what's what's even the idea behind it? If you know the uh, founding members, I'm pretty sure uh, you do. Then then like, how did it happen? How did you come up with the idea and be like, this is sometime, something I feel like businesses need. I feel like com- Communities need maybe. Yeah.
1: Well, how we came up? Well, I think at this point it's maybe uh, a good idea to point out um, the way we got there, because yeah. for me it started as a consultant back then. My brother and um, a friend of him; they were the current CEOs. So I started as a consultant under their regency. <laughs> I a call like that, um, and kind of uh, free uh, developed uh, on a freedom. I'm very, um how, how do I put it? It's It was very free around that time. Um, and then when they decided to do something else, um, they've looked for, like, the next generation. And that's the point where we show up in the history of uh, Deng Lesser because we were, uh, we, um, how do you call it? Um, approbation is absolutely the wrong word.
0: <laughs> oh, so, so basically... Role. No, I, I, I know, but I, I think I know what you mean. Like kind of a um, trying period where you kind of like checked it out, how it is, how you how you get along yeah. with it. Is that right?
1: Yeah, like well, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck here, but okay, like, maybe can I continue. I, I, I
2: take over. Yeah, uh, it it's maybe also uh, important to to illustrate the, the history of Bankleister. Like yeah, um, we didn't found it. It was founded back in 2008, mm-hmm. so um, we could say we aren't a startup anymore because we have a lot of of years uh, of business already going. Um, but as Kaya mentioned, it's 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 use hand. It partially belongs to the university, so it isn't really ours. Um, but every generation of CEOs. Um, has this startup experience because you were thrown into it and uh, you you have like your old uh, CEOs and they're saying, congrats, you're now CEO, (laughs) just keep going, that's it. Uh, And I thought, okay, we well prepared. They also had a lot of talks with us. But when you're doing business, everyday business, there are lots of, of topics you 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 can't prepare yourself to. So you have this startup experience. You have to keep going the business. You have to recruit people, employees. Um, projects, projects, mostly
1: projects. Uh, <laughs>
2: you have to pay your bills. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's a so um, big topic. So yeah, you have this normal startup doing all. So we haven't found.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I really like the approach because this is like, you know, you get thrown basically in the in the cold water and it's like, okay, now let's see if you can swim, you know, uh, gotta work at it. But um I feel like a lot of this um experience you probably have uh gained through it uh has has really been crucial also in your um thinking and understanding of of business as a whole because um for me, I, I don't have the uh, startup experience, but I've been fortunate to um, see my mother grow her business. She has it now for, um, I think, uh, 18 years or 16 years. So I wasn't there in the beginning. Um, like I was there, but not aware. <laughs> so, um, But basically, after I came back from America, I had this kind of like, oh, you can look into it and you get some exercises At by the age of 16, you know, I was like, you know, you can do this, but it wasn't, wasn't anything crucial to the business, obviously, because it's, you know, but I, I had this like kind of play field where I could try myself out and, and have those points like where you see like, oh, I get some money. And I mean, in the end, I probably zeroed out and my mom took some of the costs because I produced a video with my brother and probably the renting fees were the same as we earned but it was this feeling of like um okay we we made our first kind of business deal we had this first experience we worked with other people we produced something and it kind of made money even though it was probably zero at the end but but just having this experience i was um super grateful and i i think um i think it's it might be similar to you like how how did you yeah what did you take away from this uh, maybe also struggling in between.
1: Well, I took away a big revolution with my thoughts because when I started English, I've been at a point where performance was very, very important to me. And I made a lot of things in my life about uh, performance, especially since I've spent a lot of years um, working for um, a laboratory um, and studying, well, not studying, but researching. The way women are uh, discriminated in management. So, this kind of uh, developed the feeling inside of myself that I have to be the best, I have to be the best performer Mm -hmm. to even have a chance um, at the jobs that I'm aiming at. So, that that was a point uh, that, well, these were my thoughts when I started at Denkleister and working there kind of made me realize that there's a lot more. Well, I still don't want to say that. But there's a different way of handling this problem for right me now because I because the time I think class made me realize that it's not about my gender, but it's more about my personality, and that my personality get me can get me into places that I want to go as long as I want to. And that was the crucial part for me because I had to find out what I want, and then class that's what gave me that is it gave me the opportunity to think about what do I want from my future. Like, could I? live with the fact that I'm working for companies that like hurt my environment, that hurt women's rights, that hurt the rights of workers all around the world, like that don't treat their employees well, could I live with that? And that kind of changed a lot of me because from that point on, for me, it became a priority to find a company to work. At At the same time, I realized I do not want to be a CEO right now. Let's say I do not want to make a startup. Because right now that much of let's say um how do you put that? like it's not it's not too much. I really like the word and I'm also dedicated. That's not the point. It's more about um the it's like a feeling I don't know how to pronounce well, but it's more about like right now being a if I'm a CEO, I need a lot of energy that yep. subtracts a lot of energy on my daily business. And right now I'm still growing. I still need time for myself. And I need a time where I can say it's enough. I can, I can put off. I can like switch the, how you call that?
0: Switch, oh, I mean, switch. Switch.
1: I need the switch that I can turn off. And when I'm doing a startup, I imagine not being able to have that. So, my first decision was not founding a startup. And the second decision was like to prioritize the, the companies and well, prioritize their ways and their values because I found out that I can't live well. Or, uh, at the other hand, let me put it differently when I die. I don't want to lie there thinking about like what did the company, what did my work affect and how in what way did my work affect my environment? And if that was a negative way, I'd be very sad. So that was the second thing I found out through Denkla as well. Uh
0: yeah, that this is this is really cool. Like how has it been for you, Friedrich?
2: Yeah, our former CEOs, uh when they talked about Deng and introduced it to like uh, uh, other people, they always uh, had this, this wording, yeah, Deng is a playground. And I hated that uh, as we talked about uh, German structure and uh, the German way of, of doing business, of living. It was so unspecific, like a playground where you can do everything but nothing. <laughs> but at the same time, like I was like... Uh, forget it. It's 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 too unspecific. And when I became like one of the CEOs, um, I I I thought about that, and I was like, yeah, it, it, it basically is a playground for the consultants, but also for us as CEOs. Like we, it's not our primarily uh, startup where we want to get future success in ten years or like that. Uh, but you also have a lot of responsibilities. So you have to look that everything works, but you can make mistakes. You can make errors. That's one big positive thing I I would talk about. And moreover, I I learned a lot about myself, about meeting people, how that um, works with me, how how it not works, uh, how to to communicate with uh, with project owners, with companies, uh, how to sell, yourself or Denkleiser, how you, how you would call it. Yeah. So in the end, I also uh, would, would take the formulation of it's a playground, a playground for everyone. And,
0: and I can totally understand that. I, get it. I definitely see that it's nothing negative. I think it's a great thing to have that, to have this opportunity, because I feel like a lot of people are lacking possibilities to do that or maybe not, maybe they would have them, but they don't realize how this could contribute. And having this kind of safeguard around you, like being kind of maybe a little bit backed up by the uh, university, being a little bit backed up as people now, okay, uh, or like the businesses maybe also know a little bit, okay, we're, we're working with students mainly, but also then having real conversations with real business people, um, and actually experiencing, okay, I don't necessarily have to hide myself. I, I, I can, uh, try to put certain things forward. I, I have certain things, how I, um, how I feel comfortable to behave in those situations. Um, I totally love that. It's, um, it's different, but similar for me. <laughs> this is a weird thing, but, um, so like I was also, um, having the opportunity basically as i said like to to grow up in this kind of safeguard business experience as like i was being introduced into into the family company and um then at the i don't know yeah late 16 17 i was at the first um bni it's called it's like a, a business network thing um where i was like um presenting my mother's company to other business people and having that experience has also um changed the way I, for example, look at education as I figured out okay, education for me is definitely not only school and not only traveling but also like all those um business steps and all those um yeah interactions and fr- between people and and how far and this is what i'm I'm really thankful for that i was able to work with such a spectrum of people from being the drunk person at the village festival towards being the ceo of a you know two three four million dollar company or something so having this spectrum of people in your life has really given me a lot of um i don't know a lot of knowledge maybe also confidence in myself because i figured out Oh, just because they might be I don't know wealthier or, or better they still have a lot of you know their struggles they're not perfect people when I was small I idolized like oh I want to be a millionaire and it's like this you know I, I was always thinking as if when I was eight or something this was a job to be a millionaire. you know kind of like having this thinking and um, and and then I, I was like uh, motivated in the beginning like as i said 16, 17, when i started my first business things i was really motivated by you you got to make the money or you got to try to be kind of rich at a certain point and this has really changed for me as well as i figured out it's 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 not for me at least the money that makes it you know it's 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 what's behind the, the process so
1: absolutely you, you just mentioned like this this part of the educational part that made me um, think of uh, like a book, a part of a book I just read, uh, because currently I'm studying for a very big exam where do I have to read a lot of pages of psychology. And it mentioned that trading, well, having trades in within families is absolutely natural. And that made me realize that this perspective is so much bigger. Like we're not only having uh, our economics around us, but like the the... Basic rules of economic. They are also um, they also appear in our daily life because in our families we do nothing else but negotiate. But the thing we're negotiating about a money. It's something more
3: non-material. Material, non-material. Non-material. Yeah, material.
1: yeah. Non-material. So yeah, the the educational part is very big for me in this uh, this context because this that really is something you need to learn. And I think you can transfer your knowledge from both ways, from both worlds, because on the one hand, you learn things in your family, how to negotiate, how to present yourself, and how to step in for what you want. On the other hand, you can use this knowledge in the economic world. So, yeah, I think it's very important to include these economical aspects in the uh, education.
0: And uh, trust me, it's even crazier if you're in a family business, (laughs) because um both things seem to intertwine a lot of times with each other you know you have like uh some things in the business then like i feel like uh we have to be careful when we visit like other relatives because like 90 percent of the time we talk about like business things so um then sometimes for them it's it's it can be hard to find the grass to actually join because we sometimes end up being so involved about oh, we could do this and this and then just start um, working together. If we are, we're together in the same place. What, what makes it actually also really nice for me, if I actually have time to, to leave for some time, because it's just, get, you know, this is also going back to the traveling thing, but I feel like everything where you leave and you go out by yourself, or maybe with a small circle of people, those are experiences you can bring back to either the family or the the business or whatever it's like if you don't leave it for some time you're not gonna be able to change it a whole lot because it's again this this understanding you you couldn't develop like like for me so
1: especially since well I've, i have a, a common experience i think because my dad also has a company so and i also work there my brother worked there so there are some similarities. And what that taught me is that it's important to develop borders. And I've just talked about that right now. I'm not in the, let's say, shape to start uh, to found a startup because I yeah. need the switch off my switch at some times. Yeah. And I know that because of some things, because of my personality, I need so much control that right now I can't do that. But as soon as I have developed that possibility for myself to give away the control in that matter, um, I'm able to do that because I know that because I know that I'm interested in founding a startup. Well, once again, if we think about things like that, if I'm working a startup and maybe my boyfriend does the same, my partner, right, which is quite a possible scenario, we do need these borders because otherwise we carry everything home. And from my perspective as a psychologist, well, soon to be a psychologist, I do know that that is not the most healthy way of living.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it can be quite challenging at points but it also like like it, it goes both ways it's it's the same as we said before it's it's all about balance in the end like to, to to have both to have those times of like being free a little bit and and having your own space again and then but also to um also to realize like i think this is something um we have like i have found also is that I'm much better at evaluating my own value like like at at knowing my self worth um and to know like how much can I actually contribute or how, what do I not feel comfortable yet and where do I as you said where do I need some more time to get to the point where I actually know I I I'm not there yet and I need to work on it and and this has been really good I mean you can uh yeah Go into that if you have something to add as well because it's this has been really big for me to to just be able to evaluate myself better through that through this um position uh which you also have to prove in a way sometimes not to be like with the elbow but um you know
1: well, for me, it sounds like your, your self-concept is growing, like you're including more and more aspects about yourself that you find, that's my guess, good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but also just this um, this possibility to see um, how your self-evaluation might defer to perception, which you, which you get through feedback if you're working with other people. Also general teamwork, just, like that um i feel like it's uh it's a really big part to yeah to you know to not run around and be like oh i can do all this or I, i or also the other way around be like super shy and say no i can't do this and to to find a middle way to just be like okay yeah i know i can do that and i can be confident about it and then having other things where you say like yeah i know i can't do it but you know i'm not ashamed because i know this is something i have to be working on Um, so what would you say, like, I don't know if there is one, but was maybe your best experience you had during this period of, um, of, uh, working at Denkleister? Like,
1: um, well, the moment you said that question, something just popped up in my mind and I don't know if it's exactly like, the, the best, or the, I don't know, whatever, but it's like, right now, it's the situation that is most important to me, because um, there, there's a saying that, like, floats around in my head for some days, because I just read the um, book of Carl Rogers, psychologist. psychologist, um, he founded the humanistic approach, approach. Um, and he once said that a good psychologist is one that, well, kind of got himself figured out, we know that's impossible completely, but he says that the inside of the person is much more important than the tools, and that's that kind of led to two things that were very important for me during Dingle. So the one thing is a situation where my boyfriend was days ago he called me. Um, Drastic. And he um referred to a situation where I found out that things do not work out. Well I um I, I assessed that they do not work the way we expected them to be. And I heard my two colleagues um talking about it being disappointed. That was the moment where he said, Well, we stop it. And it was tradition. Um I made that made that um well, I developed that idea myself very quickly to just stop it because it didn't work, so we throw it away, kind of that. and. I thought that's quite normal. Um, turns out it wasn't for my two colleagues, but for me, it was. So why I just pointed out the quote from or well, the idea from Rogers was at the one hand, I realized I don't know a lot about myself considering these things because I'm new it. I'm not a CEO for years. I just did it a few months, so there's a lot to learn. And I found out for myself that to be a good person, to be a good leader, to be a good CEO, figure these things out because otherwise I'm not flexible and I'm not open to what my colleagues think. In this case, my colleagues thought was very different. And on the other hand, I kind of, well, yeah, it stood out because it made me realize that's not always this easy. Like if it was this easy, why haven't we sold it already? Like if there's a problem, there might be a reason it is. So it's not only like, there's not, not always an easy solution for it. Sometimes the problem's even bigger than that. So this situation kind of stood out for me because it made me realize so much about it, about myself more. Yeah. that's put a point like that.
0: So uh, I, I love that. And, and leadership, I feel like, is a lot of times very underestimated by people who don't lead. And this is not said with any offense, yeah. but I have massive respect for good leaders that also know when to give space to others because it can be really hard. Like, you know, you, you have like so many responsibilities going on in your head. You you have like totally different things in the back of your mind than everybody else. And then sometimes you get judged by people and they're like, Oh, how can he be that way? Um, and sometimes it is not the best way to behave, but it's just, you know, it's just so much more to it. Uh, so I've, I've really massive respect for, uh, great leaders of, of companies in general, just people who, um, have it figured out that way. And I don't know if anything popped up in your mind, Friedrich, with the um, best experience. If you have maybe one moment you could identify, if not, I mean, just the whole experience, I guess.
2: Yeah, Kai mentioned a lot of, of good uh, things. I would also describe for me uh, as the most relevant or best experiences. But uh, another or some other uh best experiences uh for me were the ones uh where the solution didn't turn out well for me or denkleister. So where I was confronted with negative consequences. Mm. Uh, so like that for example when you're at a company presenting denkleister yourself and they are they they don't like it, for example. And you have to to catch the yeah, yeah to navigate through the through the uh, critical questions, something like that. And a lot about leading. I haven't figured out how leading works for me yet. But uh, so far, I've, well, I, I would say learned a lot about how it won't. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) I I feel like this is a lot of times the the way it goes. (laughs) Like um, definitely and and those critics like especially if it hurts it might take you some time to admit it but it can really help you to actually improve the process because if everybody says oh yeah it's been good it's been fine you, you won't see the mistakes yourself because like how would you, if things are working, you know? So, so this, this is, this is a really great, uh, great impulse because it's, it's the same, um, for us. I mean, now we've, we started the podcast and it's, uh, yeah, we're, we're starting it slow. Um, we didn't want to do too much. Um, yet we, uh, can do more about it. And, and we, just figure it out, and this is also why we love feedback. I mean, most of it has been um, positive, which is also super helpful, and we're really thankful for it. Especially if you if you just put something out, and it's it's like you're shooting into the dark. You know, you think this is something important, something that could interest people, but until somebody goes back at you and says like, "Oh, this was really cool. This has really helped me," um, you can't be sure. You know, so so this is always a great thing. And as a last question, I would put um, like for me, my relationship towards um, school and uni has changed quite a lot since I'm more involved in business and in working and and, and figuring out, as we said, like different places for learning, has anything changed for you through this um, startup experience in regards of uni? Because for me, I feel a lot of times a lot of the things you're taught are like, for me, good to know, but not very applicable. Because I, I'm always looking for things to be applicable. This, this might just be me, um, but for me, things need to be applicable in order for me to actually want to put the effort in to to go through them. Has I don't know. Has it had an impact on your perception?
1: Um, well, I can differentiate of this one because I've studied two careers or one full and one half, and the house one, I think I studied that one, especially because I wanted to work as a consultant. I thought it might be something that um well gets me ready for it. But to be honest, I've never needed anything from my bachelor of PPE at work. I I, I didn't. I just didn't. It's amazing. I don't know how that happened, but I just didn't. But my two careers, like, they, they changed me personally. Well, on the one hand, you've got to admit studying psychology also gives you insight into people. So that, of course, helped me with my job with being CEO because, of course, it made me a better leader. Of course, I've had insights others have do not have when they do not study this. But the most important thing was, like, the personal development. And I think, um, thinking about what I've also, what I remember, like, I think right now in at all, I studied around, let's say 14, oh, oh, oh I'm not good at math right now, I think 6 12, 12, 6, 12, 18, maybe 16, 16 semesters, I think. Well, I don't know, but I didn't really remember a lot from it, but I've changed a lot. So I think my conclusion from that is that we need to change, well, right now I'm on a drastic approach we need to change university because it should be more about the personal development, not so much about, the, um, how do you say that? Theoretical?
0: Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, like just the, yeah. Just theory of like, uh, academical stuff. Yeah. I, I feel like, yeah. especially Germany is pushing way too hard on it. It's like, yeah. I mean, even from high school, we had so many things which you really never touch again if you don't specifically go into those fields. And, um, I, I totally agree. And for me, I don't know if I'm always radical with it, but uh, the main reason why I went to uni is, is really um, network and um, those experiences in between people. Uh, of course, the learning stuff is interesting, but I've just reviewed the <laughs> the marketing slides I had uh, for my, for my course. And as you know, I'm <laughs> coming out of the the marketing um, business basically through the through the company. Um, they're, I mean, they're not bad, but it's just the the what. It's not the how. You know, it's, it's you're always like I feel like, it's specifically in this course, it was presented a lot about um, this, and then you apply market research, but nobody's talking about how this market research actually works. <laughs> so this this was kind of the way how I looked at it, and especially. Um, the missing context of if you're in this situation, you, you can apply this is, is what I would love to have a lot more.
1: Yeah. And it just made me think about a sentence I'd read about um, the, uh, the way our schools are constructed because their aim is to build a common ground on which people can communicate with each other. And I absolutely see this point because we do need shape. We can't just float around the world and exist because we need these we need these borders because otherwise we can't develop because of our insecurities. But at the same time, we can't forget about the fact that this shapes our people and this shapes our thinking. And at the end of the day, we're getting homogenic people, we're getting homogenic ideas, and we're getting homogenic ways of like, like living. Kind of, we do. We shouldn't forget about the theory to part because it's important, especially if you think about all the empirical stuff I'm talking about my time there developing that women are evidently being discriminated. That is a big problem. And we have to talk about this in theory, but it's not enough. We need the practical um, part of this as well, because otherwise we're just plastic figures talking about problems, not changing, a thing.
3: Yeah, Um, I think
1: that has to change a lot.
0: Also, I don't know if I'm too edgy or if I don't, um, cannot relate too much because as obviously I'm, I'm a guy, it's, it's sometimes hard to, um dive into those 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 positions because obviously I, I have not experienced them to this regard. But for example, I feel like some people are, for example, this is maybe a German thing also because it's just how the language is structured, focusing too much on changing the language instead of actually changing the the way the interaction is in between people and the opportunities are are given, maybe. And where I I, I feel sometimes like people go too much off track with like this one specific changing in the, in the language but the fact doesn't change sometimes like this is just my feeling I don't know if I'm too
1: yeah. I don't well, know, um, it's proven that the way if you read a word that's not gender you have an imagination of a male person so if there's no way of gendering the CEO for example you always think about a man so gendering is a very important part actually but what you're mentioning behind that this this concept I think is very very important. It's very important because it's not enough to just do it theoretically. The only thing about gendering is that it is on a theoretical purpose, but in the end, it's doing something. So I get your approach and absolutely agree. It's just the fact that maybe that's not the best example, but yeah. you're absolutely right. We have, especially in Germany, it's a lot of theoretical ideas, but not actually doing something about it, yeah. like this. Yeah.
0: Like, like I, I, I was I was just going for that. I feel like sometimes people get lost in pursuing this thing so much they forget the, the real goal, you know?
3: Yeah, so, absolutely.
0: So, so yeah, like, you know, I'm always, you know, you have to, you've got to be careful not to offend somebody with something you're not too well educated in. As you know, I can only be so much educated in it as a guy and also if I did it, I would also get, only the theoretical experience as i you know obviously <laughs> can't experience this practically um but yeah i i like the take and i think this is a um nice and and round ending that there's it definitely does something to your i think we we can uh keep that as a as a point it definitely um does something to your experience and perception of the, re- the systems we have, at least in Germany, once you go outside of them and gather other experiences like through work, through traveling, through through all those other things. And then um, it helps you to um, maybe also be more certain of what you take away from um, from uni. That's, that's at least my take. Um, also, if you maybe have like one final take or I don't know, it's just something you want to put out there. As uh, kind of a last statement, um, you—I don't know—if <laughs> there is something you feel like this could be suitable right now,
1: I have something because since maybe a lot of people are listening, I wanted to remind everybody that there are um, this that, that there is a circumstance that women most times are seen less. Um, how do you say that? Less capable, although they did the same as their uh, male opponent for a job application, for example. And I think it's very important to know that if you're in a position to uh, evaluate something like that, because think about it, it's empirically proven. Yeah, I hope it's okay that I made a little feminist statement, but it's important for me this matter.
0: So, so you would uh, say, like, really stick to objective uh, points in that matter, or um, more go for look for which abilities they can add instead of maybe uh, a a man in that position.
1: Well, I'm more about your own perspective. If you um, interview a woman for a job and if you interview a man for a job and you have that small feeling that the man could be better um, for the position, just think about it again, like look at their CV, think read the situation and prove for yourself that it's not only because of um, a stereotype, but because that person really fits better because... have the situation that we need one's quote so it's it comes from somewhere and that's my only that's the only thing i wanted to say
0: yeah okay so (laughs) i think uh, i think that uh sums it up pretty nice uh i really loved the interview it was great of um have some uh shared uh, let's call it thinking experiences um i think uh we hit up quite a couple of nice points um I, I really liked your, your impulses you gave and I think this is definitely going to add uh, quite a quite a bit of value uh, to our listeners so thank you for that and we will hear another interview next weekend so thank you.
1: Thank you and I'm, yeah, I'm very very proud of you that you're doing this way because I think it was very good the way you did it and I hope to continue doing it.
0: Thank you very much. I, I really love, uh, love the support and Uh, yeah if if it if it goes where we intend that it goes and and it helps people also to maybe um change the way of looking at things or just just assessing themselves a little bit more carefully and not trying to just i don't know like stop thinking about themselves and let everything go and and to actually be like okay what can i actually make of my life and 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 what you said what do I actually want to look back at the end of my life and if we can just Put this incentive out there for more people i feel like this is this is gonna be great so i'm i'm happy happy that um you appreciate it as well and yeah
1: Absolutely. and i support it i hope to hear from you soon again i'm going to listen to your podcast as well
0: thank you
3: thank you very much